Don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM. So what's news? A possible scrap metals trade ban. And is this the answer? to provide some sort of protection to our infrastructure. Well, it turns out that there's a lot of crime happening in that space where people are stealing metal pieces, whether it's from traffic lights, whether it's from the railway lines, and they're selling them off, sending them to other parts of the world, etc. And now there have been calls from some in government, including Figel Mbalula, Minister of Transport, who says, listen, we need to scrap the metals trade. We need to make sure that people can no longer do this because... Some of the stuff that's being sold is stolen, mm-hmm. stolen infrastructure, and it's resulting in, for example, what we see every day, streetlights not working, traffic lights upside down, and you wonder why, railway lines messed up, all of that stuff. So let's get into it, um, and just the, the, the effects of it all. I mean, the, the, just parastatals alone you know, are, are, are sitting at a 7 billion rand a year um, kind of um, uh, 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 impact here. I mean, that is, that is astounding. Joining us on the line is Donald McKay, founder at XA International Traders Advisors. And uh, yeah, we'll just talk about illicit metals trade and how that whole space works. Good morning, Donald. Thank you for your time. Good morning. Uh, I, I think let's start here. What qualifies a scrap metal and, and what is it used for? Sure, that's, almost, uh, that's a really open-ended question. Mm. So, scrap metal is any piece of metal which is used more than once. Um, it, it could be legitimately obtained, for example, transmitted old auctions where, where they would take decommissioned wagons or bits of railway lines and they would sell it off. Um, it could be leftovers out of a factory or it could be a broken... Okay, Donald, I think you're... Sorry, man. Uh, I have to pause you there. Your line is not that great. Can we please try and get um, that sorted? I'm not sure if you're on a hands-free or if you're on a Bluetooth in the is, car. Um, yeah. No, no. Is this any better? Yeah, that's much better. Thanks, Donald. Yes. Uh, yeah, so go ahead. Um, yeah, so, so scrap metal is any piece of metal which has been used before. It, it could be sold on auction by the likes of Transnet hmm. or ESCOM. It could be sold out of the factory, out of the production process or connected outside of your house when you throw away an old wheelbarrow or bicycle. Mm, mm. So then let's talk about this uh, illicit scrap metal market. I mean, what is going on there? And, you know, do we have a clear understanding of how everything works there? Uh, no, I don't think we do. We, I mean, there's definitely a really serious problem, particularly with the theft of, of infrastructure, which, of course, has an economic impact out of all proportion to the the piece or the value of the metal stolen. Um, So the problem is large, but because it's illicit, it also makes it very, very difficult to measure with any kind of accuracy. But the problem does seem to be large, and certainly the way we experience it, it does seem to be growing. So, yes, there absolutely is a very serious problem. Mm. What about banning the trade of scrap metal? Mm. Is that the answer to this problem? And what would that picture look like? Yes, yeah, so I, I assume by that you mean banning the export of the product. Mm, and mm. I, I don't think it would work. So if I said to you, do you recall that period in 2020 when, when all of the theft of infrastructure stopped? Um, the chances are good you won't recall that moment. Uh, but in fact, there was a ban on scrap metal exports in 2020. Uh, with very little measurable effect on on the theft of infrastructure. 
Um, we've had many controls around the export of scrap metal over the years, um, but irrespective of how that process has tightened up, the theft of infrastructure appears to be increasing, making me think the problem is more of a policing problem than a trade problem, uh-huh. uh, although, of course, this doesn't entirely separate from each other. But I do think we have a, we have a law enforcement problem, a policing problem, more than we have a trade problem. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, you know, is everyone that's trading in scrap metal doing it illegally, if you know what I mean? Well, yeah, of course, that, that can't logically be the case. Mm. Um, but, but we have, if you look at the MRA, which is the, the biggest association representing scrap metal dealers, they, they account for 80 members with about 180 yards around the country. But there are 3,000 scrap metal yards, roughly, that are completely unaffiliated. Um, and so there's no visibility of what goes on there. Hmm. And I do think that there's room to certainly tighten up the regulation um, around how scrap metal yards work and operate. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it, you would assume that, you know, stuff gets stolen and it gets sent there um, and then gets sent elsewhere, whether it's for export or whatever the story is. Yeah, so I think the yards, of course, in some way have to be complicit. This doesn't mean mm. that everyone is a criminal, but they but they obviously have to be complicit people in the chain. Um, but equally, I, uh, one would guess that large amounts of scrap that may not actually be exported, stolen scrap could be smelted right here and put back into um, some kind of value chain. So if you think about it, once the scrap has been melted down, mm. uh, it's impossible to track mm. if it was a, a stolen piece of copper cable or a, mm. a legitimate piece bought an auction. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then the question becomes, what do we as um, citizens living in South Africa do? I mean, is there anything that can be done to reduce um, the illicit trade of metals? I mean, is it a question of reporting when uh, a traffic light has fallen over or when you've heard of copper cables being th- stolen somewhere? I mean, what can we do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it, as individuals, that, that's, a, that's a tough nut to mm. crack uh, besides mm. doing our normal civic duty to report things that are suspicious. But I think practically there are a few things uh, that government can and should do. Um, one of them is we, we should prohibit the trade for cash, in, in, you know, scrap metal traded for cash, so that we have traceability, and I think that's a that's a fairly easy win. I I think the police has got to look at, at bringing back uh, specialized units that look at this. They, they had these beforehand. The Copperheads were one of them, for example, hmm. which focused particularly on things like the theft of, of stolen infrastructure. And the police should be invested more in training specialist people to identify mm. scrap. I think these are these are quick wins. Um, that would have a, a measurable benefit as opposed to the ban, which has very little evidence to show that it uh, it worked any of the times it was imposed beforehand. Sure. Donald, we're going to leave it there for now, but certainly uh, something that we need to be paying attention to, and it's amazing how all these things have a ripple effect, almost like a domino effect. Sure. Yep. When you hear of copper cables, cables being stolen, traffic lights being vandalized, etc., and then it's all part of another world 
of scrap metal where people are stealing stuff and are selling it off, smelting it. And once it's in that form, who knows where it could come from. Donald McKay, founder at XA International Trade Advisors. Any thoughts on that one, you can hit us up. You can uh, send your voice notes, 071-585-6157. Don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we're about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM.